You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Grab your peanuts and popcorn. Baseball is back. That's right, teams will be getting back out on the diamond this week. Last year's season sure was different, but that doesn't mean it lacked excitement and this year is poised to be even better. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you on the field with a free shot at a share of millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy baseball is easy to play. Just pick 10 players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. There's no better way to put your baseball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars throughout the week. But if baseball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this week's tournament, UFC, as well as hockey, basketball, and all other sports. With millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week, there's no better place to play or to have skin in the game than with the best sports daily fantasy app in DraftKings. Download DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network for Friday, April 2nd. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, we're ready to break down this Friday NHL card. Uh, we've got six games on tap tonight. Uh, looking forward to breaking those down. Uh, last night, uh, definitely a, a, an in- interesting night, I guess you could say, in the NHL. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes uh, rallying late to beat Chicago 4-3 last minute uh, of the game. Dying seconds, kind of a bad break, bad luck kind of goal. Uh, for the Chicago Blackhawks, but uh, Carolina uh, gets the victory 4-3 uh, over the uh, Chicago Blackhawks last night. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens, who have been tormented by the Ottawa Senators this season, uh, they finally uh, have a really convincing, strong, complete game uh, against the Senators, uh, and they end up rolling to victory last night. Uh, we saw the Buffalo Sabres uh, give the Rangers a battle, but mostly because of Dustin Tokarski, whose performance last night reminded me of those days when uh, he played for the Montreal Canadiens several years ago, had to go in in the playoffs because of injuries, uh, and he played very well that season, and he played very well last night. In fact, he's the only reason 
uh, the Buffalo Sabres got a point out of that game and forced overtime. 46-22 to 22 were the shots going into overtime in favor of the Rangers. So credit to him, but not enough as the Rangers won thanks to a Mika Zibanejad goal uh, in overtime, 3-2. Uh, fortunately, did none of us any good that were on Ranger team totals and Ranger puck lines last night. Uh, but the Rangers do get the win uh, by a score uh, of 3-2. to two. Uh, What else did we see last night? We had... Uh, Florida uh, Panthers rallying to beat the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning almost losing two in a row to Columbus, uh, but they survive uh, and they beat the Blue Jackets last night. So uh, interesting stuff last night in NHL action uh, overall. Uh, Alex, uh, what are your thoughts on some of the uh, Thursday night uh, NHL uh, games that took place? Yeah, a lot of bizarre things. Uh, the biggest, I think, shock by far was the Capitals-Islanders game. I mean, you see eight four Islanders win. You don't expect uh, – you know, if you're getting four goals from Washington uh, against the Islanders, chances are you, you feel like you're going to be winning the game. But you definitely wouldn't be expecting eight goals from anyone against the Capitals, but especially the Islanders. Uh, they pretty much kind of pulled all their offense together, it seems like, to, to get those uh, eight goals. So Washington finally gets a chance to bounce back, uh, you know, 24 hours later tonight against New Jersey. So we'll see how that goes. And like you mentioned with the Hawks game, I mean, it was still Carolina dominating the Hawks. Uh, for the majority of that contest, uh, especially in the first period. I think, of, you know, and if you take the first periods of, of the last two meetings, now it's a, like a 25 to 8, uh, you know, shots difference for, uh, in, in favor of Carolina. So that should have been, shouldn't have even been as close of a game as it was. But like you said, it is still a bad break to, to lose a game that way. You, you know, finally tie a game up, you know, or, or have a lead, lose the lead, tie the game back up, and then all of a sudden lose it uh, late off of a, a bad redirect. But it's, it's still just, uh, you know, kind of a, an indictment of what the Hawks are, are doing right now. They're still struggling defensively, still giving up way too many shot chances. Uh, and, and, you know, a team that's in better form, it, it seems like that, you know, offensively would be burying them right now with goals. They're, they're probably going to be uh, – it's going to be a game at some point where they're going to get beat probably 5-2, to 6-2, to two, uh, giving up this many chances. So that's something to look out for. And as you mentioned, you know, Buffalo giving a valiant effort coming off of that win. Uh, getting the goal very late to force overtime, uh, like you said, but it wasn't enough. And so now, you know, you got to really wonder where the, the you know, headspace is for, for the Sabres right now. To, you know, okay, we finally got the win. We ended the streak. Then we, you know, almost win a game again going overtime. Do they, you know, take that momentum forward or do they end up taking a step back and going right back to where they were during that long losing streak? So we'll have to see that moving forward. Yeah, I mean, last night uh, they got the first goal. Things started well, but uh, again, they were dominated for the last two periods of that game. The Rangers didn't have a good first period, but after that, uh, it was pretty much all Rangers. But uh, and T Tokarski was the difference in getting them to overtime. But yeah, definitely going to end up saying uh, something about that. Yes, Terry Edelman. Yes, the Minnesota Wild won last night. Very good job. Very good job by Cam Talbot in particular. He was outstanding. I think Vegas wins that game if not for. Uh, the heroics of Cam Talbot uh, last night, but hey, he made he made some unbelievable stops in the second period. I mean, clearing pucks off the goal line, diving post to post, sprawling across, making uh, highlight reel saves, and you get that from Cam Talbot. You can get that from Cam Talbot, uh, but you don't always get it from Cam Talbot. Consistency and that kind of a that's an elite goalie performance, and he gives you that every now and then. There's no question, but that's the problem. Every now and then is when you get it. You don't get it every single night from him. Uh, but uh, the, the, give Dean Everson credit. He's kind of stuck with Talbot. You know, he's given him just as much net lately as Kakinen uh, for the wild. And he's trying to battle for that one number one spot. He didn't get, he didn't sign in Minnesota to play second fiddle, you know, to Capo Kakinen. 
uh, and he's kind of playing like it right now for the uh, Minnesota Wild. Certainly did last night. So uh, give Minnesota credit. They couldn't have been happy with losing two games. I sure as hell wouldn't be happy with losing two games in a row to the San Jose Sharks uh, and the Minnesota Wild uh, end up uh, getting the uh, victory or sorry, the Minnesota wild bounce back at the victory last night over Vegas uh, in a pretty entertaining hockey game. Three, two, uh, they win that game in the shootout. All right, let's go to Friday. Uh, we've got the uh, Washington capitals taking on uh, the New Jersey devils, Washington minus minus one fifty road favorites, total six shaded to the under uh, very disheartening performance from the capitals last night, as uh, Alex mentioned a second ago. Uh, and guess what? Eventually Sometimes those statistics that are lurking in the distance, they don't always come to the fore. Or it takes them a while to really come to the forefront and show up in the performance and the results on the ice. But for the last couple of weeks, the Washington high danger chances allowed has gone up significantly. Their defense has been given up more shots, more chances. Uh, they've been playing without the puck more. Uh, and now all of a sudden you're seeing breakdowns a bit from this capital defense, and it's concerning. That was a shoddy, and I'm being kind when I say that, shoddy defensive game last night by the Washington Capitals against the Islanders, who had been scuffling to score goals, to be honest with you, before that game last night. A terrible effort from Washington. You'd think in theory this is about buckle your ass down defensively and fix this right now if you're Washington because the last two games have been ugly at the defensive end of the ice. The Rangers beat them and put up a good number of goals against them. And again, breakdowns, odd man rushes, just some stuff you can't have happen if you're going to be a, have a solid game defensively. And we've seen that now from Washington, two games in a row for them. Uh, we'll see if they can tighten things up defensively tonight against New Jersey. I'm not laying a price with Washington on the road on a back-to-back -back here. That's for sure. They have played well against New Jersey. They just beat the Devils. Back-to-back uh, -back games in Washington, uh, not too recently, or, or just recently, I should say. Uh, they have a chance probably to keep it going here, but the Devils, you know, they beat, almost beat Boston two games in a row. They led the Bruins uh, in the second of the back-to-back -back games against the uh, Boston Bruins, but uh, they ended up losing that game 5-4 in a shootout. Uh, that was a weird game because Samsonov and TJ Oshie collide in the first minute. Samsonov leaves the game for a little bit. They put Vitek Vanacek in. He gives up a goal or two quickly, and they go back to Samsonov, and I'm like, oh, my good, that's probably a good thing, the way Vanacek's looking. Well, you know, Samsonov didn't look right after, the, you know, getting that collision, and then he gives up a, a bunch of goals. Although, again, don't blame it all on the goaltending. In fact, I'd blame it more on the defense of the Capitals in front of their two goalies last night because it was pitiful how poorly they played uh, in their own zone. So where does Laviolette go with the goaltending tonight? I think it'll be Vanacek because Samsonov played most of the game last night after he returned from injury. So I would think it's Vanacek on the second night of back-to-backs. Probably will be Blackwood uh, once again uh, for the New Jersey Devils. I pass on this game, but I would only look Devils uh, at the home underdog price. They have been in games lately. They've been feisty. They've been competitive. Could have beat Boston two games in a row, although – we did see last night the Bruins are kind of in a bad way right now. So how much do you want to put stock into New Jersey's performance against Boston uh, at this point in time? But I would still lean uh, to the Devils, but not a game I'm going to be involved in from a betting standpoint. Alex, what's your take here? Washington, New Jersey. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from this game. I mean, like I said, you know, when you get beat down in a, a, a game like that, giving up eight goals, when you get to turn around on the next night and, you know, try to prove to yourself, hey, you know, we're better than – the performance we had the night before, especially against a team that, uh, you know, Washington has dominated New Jersey. They've won six straight meetings, uh, 11 and two last 13 meetings overall. So, uh, you, you know, you just swept them in a, a two game set uh, a while back. So 
this is could be a spot where you know Washington finally figures out, you know, like I said, get you know correct some of those things defensively, especially against a, a New Jersey team. We know how they struggle offensively at times, so uh, they can get things corrected here with this game uh, at both ends of the ice, and, and you know, uh, try to make amends for what happened last night. But I'm not gonna uh, you know have any money on this one. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, for those of you, I know Alex is in the chat. Good for Alex uh, definitely being in the chat. I'm not in the chat, and it's not because I don't like the chat or I'm ignoring you guys on purpose. Uh, I'm operate. I'm not only the show host. I'm basically the show engineer. Like I'm operating it from the Streamyard Studio, and I've noticed that when I'm running the chat or the YouTube page, YouTube channel showing this show at the same time as I'm trying to operate, there's bu buffering that starts and there's stuttering, and it really uh, it decreases the quality of the stream. Uh, so for that reason, I, I don't really get into the chat as much, but uh, I'm definitely looking at the comments. I can still read them uh, while we're doing the show from the uh, StreamYard side of things. So I'm definitely seeing what everybody's saying. I just can't type in the chat. So Alex will take care of that for us uh, on a daily basis. But uh, yeah, uh, both of us passing here uh, when it comes to uh, Washington uh, and New Jersey. Uh, next up, we've got Toronto and Winnipeg. Uh, the Leafs and the Jets, uh, 145 uh, on the road. The Leafs favored. Six, the total shaded to the over uh, in this game. Uh, this is tricky. You know what my uh, wheelhouse bet of the season, maybe, uh, from an angle standpoint, has been. Alex knows it. Uh, anybody that watches the show knows it. It's the Winnipeg Jets after a defeat. The Winnipeg Jets after a loss. It's been something I've gone back to the well with time and time and time again. And that was my first inclination here was to look at the Jets. Then I looked at it a little bit more. And I looked at a little bit more of the advanced numbers and uh, the Jets are a good team. And it seems like the Leafs are maybe a little bit on, on another level uh, from the Jets because the advanced numbers, if you look at it, high danger chances allowed and, 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 and generated and the expected goals for percentage. It is a huge, huge uh, edge to the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, in those key categories. And as much as I like Winnipeg, I think in some of these games, especially lately, they've really had to rely on the heroics of Hellebuck. You know, they, they've been given up a little bit more uh, in terms of the quality of looks uh, from from the opponents uh, at the net. That worries me against obviously a Leaf team that's got the firepower to explode uh, offensively uh, on any given night. And the Leafs have been generating just a shit ton of chances, and it hasn't always resulted in them finishing those chances. But slowly but surely, we're starting to see the Leafs get that offense going. Uh, and look, we're talking about a goalie tonight for the Leafs, expected to be in net again, Jack Campbell. I'm a little reluctant to bet against the Leafs with him in net. I mean, we're talking about a 7-0 goaltender uh, as a starter this year uh, for the Leafs. Incredible numbers, 946 save percentage, sub two goals against average. Like he's been absolutely brilliant uh, for the Leafs. And if he's in net and a 7-0 a record as a starting goalie, that's difficult to go against that. So I do lean Jets, and Jets off a loss is definitely not a, a thing that I'm going against. I'm either on it or I'm passing, but I think I'm passing here in this regard. I also think the over's worth a look, and I am going to bet that, and I'm just talking about Campbell being so good. Why would you bet the over? But you look at the Jets. After they get shut down in a game, the next game they're almost always good to score at least three goals, and all the trends point to – Four and one over for the Jets in their last five when they score two goals or less. And, and you know, six, one and one to the over the last you know, seven times or eight times their opponent, you know, holds them to two goals or less. So all of those long-term trends where what's a team do when they get offensively shut down in one game, especially a good team offensively like the Jets with Shifley uh, and with uh, Dubois 
and Ehlers and Connor uh, and, and all the weapons they have. They've been pretty good at bouncing back offensively. So I think they will find the back of the net. And look, as great as Jack Campbell is, it's going to benefit Winnipeg a little bit that this is a second look in three days facing Jack Campbell. Maybe have a better idea of where he's vulnerable. He doesn't look vulnerable right now, but maybe you have a better idea of where to maybe shoot against him. Find some weaknesses. Uh, this is up. To, this is where the scouting and the goalie coach for Winnipeg. He's got to do this for them. Find some weaknesses in this guy. It's not easy because Campbell's playing great. But I think maybe you give the Jets a second chance. A good scoring team against this same goalie. Maybe they're going to have better results tonight. So I am on the over here. Over six minus one ten. I think the Leafs will find uh, their, themselves a few goals as well. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Leafs taking on the Jets. Yeah, I, I lean with the the over in the first period here. And I, the way I might attack this, and I, I, you know, we talked about it. We did it live uh, last week on, on the, the live show a couple weeks ago. I'm probably going to wait and jump in and grab a better price with the first period over. Because uh, right now you'd be laying 135, 140. I feel comfortable in, in that cashing, but I don't think it's going to hit right away. I think we'll have some time within the first five minutes to bet this live. Uh, and get a better adjusted price. But I do like this first period over. Uh, we've seen this cash for both these teams. These are two good offenses. And I feel that he's at, you know, having uh, this familiarity with each other, you know, as, as of late, we'll see them score early and it could taper off a little bit. So it scares me a little bit to go with the full game over. Uh, but like I said, if you, you know, if you like that side, I'd say wait for an adjusted price, first game or full game, first period rather, or full game. Wait for a better price to, to attack live in this one. All right, so just a lean for Alex here overall in the game to the uh, first period over uh, with the uh, Leafs uh, and the Jets. Uh, always entertaining games, these two teams, when they play each other. Uh, yeah, we did talk Washington, New Jersey. We're passing on that game. We don't have a very strong opinion. I only have a smallest of leans to the Devils, uh, but that's about it. Uh, next up, we've got Calgary and Edmonton. We've got uh, Edmonton uh, minus 135, minus 140 home favorites, total six across the board. Of course, Calgary's week has been altered thrown out of whack because of the cancellation postponement the other night, they were supposed to play the Vancouver Canucks. And by the way, speaking of the Canucks, their situation's getting worse, not better. Uh, six, seven players now positive COVID-19 test. One of the members of the coaching staff as well. And they've already canceled Vancouver's games through to early next week. You might be seeing more uh, than just those games canceled. You could be looking at more uh, their games next week and maybe even in the next weekend get postponed and have to be rescheduled. So this is not a short-term deal with the Canucks. I know Montreal was able to come back to, to play and return to action after one week uh, with their mini little COVID situation. This ain't a mini situation here with Vancouver. This is a much more severe and significant one. Uh, so this could be a, a, an extended hiatus and an even longer one for the Canucks than what the uh, Canadians experienced. So, you know, as a result of that postponement, Calgary hasn't played yet this week. So uh, we'll see if, uh, how they handle the uh, the long time between games. You know, if you want to be proactive and think about how is this going to impact a team like Calgary that's obviously been struggling. Uh, they lost two or three to Winnipeg the last time we saw them uh, late last week and into last weekend. Well, you look at it and you say, well, here they are. They're only a couple weeks into having Daryl Sutter uh, now as their head coach. They're finally going to get a little bit of time to maybe practice, look at, look at some video, try to correct some mistakes, make some adjustments. That can only help them this time off, especially with a guy that coach that's only been there for a couple of weeks. Uh, and that, I think from a situational element, there's things that are good for Calgary here. And let's not forget Edmonton's back home off a road trip. 
That's another situational element that is in Calgary's favor here tonight uh, in this game. There are things situationally that, to me, fit pretty well for the Flames tonight. But I can't get over the fact that that Edmonton is just a miles better than this team. Edmonton's coming off their own a bad flat game, whatever you want to call it, tired, hungover after the back-to-back set they played against the Leafs. They had to face a Montreal team that was rested and just jumped on the Oilers right from the very beginning the other night in that 4 nothing win over Edmonton. And even though it's only the uh, first home game off a of road trip, it's not wasn't a long road trip. They played the two games in Edmonton, the one game in Montreal, and now they're back home again. Uh, but there are things that make sense from Calgary's standpoint. Situationally, schedule-wise, it really does set up well for them. But the problem is they're not better than Edmonton, and Edmonton is coming off a shutout loss. I don't like the idea of betting against Edmonton coming off that kind of loss. And like I said, they're still flat out, in my opinion, the better of these two teams. So I know Calgary situationally, not bad spot for them tonight, uh, but not for me. If I'm betting this game, uh, I would lay it with Edmonton. Haven't bet it, probably won't, But and the price is a little bit higher, touch higher than I wanted, but minus 135, I would lean with the Edmonton Oilers here. Alex, what's your thoughts here, Battle of Alberta? Yeah, I'm going to go with Edmonton here in regulation. I mean, they've absolutely dominated. Someone mentioned in the chat, you know, they've been playing very well against the Calgary. Won uh, four of the last five meetings. They've won six straight at home. Uh, they've won eight of the last 12 overall. So this is a, a you know Edmonton team that's in good form. Uh, they said they've had some days off as well where, you know, Calgary, it's a little different when, you, you know, you have a couple of days off that's planned as opposed to, you know, days off that are unplanned. So, uh, you know, maybe Calgary, maybe it took some time, like I said, to, you know, finally get to practice, get some things uh, settled in. Like I said, still kind of lear- learning and adjusting to Sutter's system. But uh, I still think that Edmonton just has uh, clearly the better talent and just in better form right now. So I'm going to go with the Oilers and regulation. All right. Edmonton and regulation uh, for uh, Alex B. Smith in this one. Connor McDavid, got to stop him if you're going to win this game, if you're the Flames. Problem is they haven't stopped him. How about six goals and 14 points in six games against Calgary this year uh, for Connor McDavid? Uh, so if you're looking at points and goal scoring prop, you probably got want to start here uh, with Connor McDavid for the Edmonton Oilers. He has just done a tap dance all over this Calgary Flames team uh, throughout the course of the season. So I'm, I'm with Alex. I know there's some things that look, make some sense spot-wise for Calgary, but they're not better than Edmonton, and Edmonton's off the shutout loss. I think they bring it tonight, and if they do, I think they'll win. So I lean with Edmonton as well. St. Louis, Colorado. We've got Colorado uh, minus 210 to minus 220. Uh, home favorites here, the total five and a half, uh, shaded to the over in this one. This is a conundrum game for me. This is because Colorado, based on current form, like the Blues stink. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. The Blues are bad right now. It's time we admit that. It's time we stop thinking of this team as two years ago winning the Cup. It's time we stop even thinking about them as a pretty solid team from last year. They're not solid right now. The foundation is far from solid for this Blues team. Their defense has gone way down. They're giving up way more offensive chances, high danger chances. The goaltending from Bennington and from uh, Vili Husso is just sub subpar, substandard uh, all season long, and it continues to be that way. And we know how great Colorado is playing. They are dominating right now. And they deserve to be minus 200 favorites here. The problem is I cannot and will not touch Colorado here with Jonas Johansson in that. I'm just not doing it. And that's the issue. That's the uh, the catch to all of this is that he has been confirmed as the starter tonight. And 
I was being nice to the guy when Colorado acquired him, and we were skeptical. We said, why don't you get another option for a backup goalie than Jonas Johansson? But then I said, you know what? He's coming from a shit team that's had an embarrassing season with a terrible defense in front of him. Let's give him a chance. Colorado, much better team, fresh start, new scenery, new surroundings, better defense. Maybe he can get his game sorted out. Well, that first start for him against Arizona, he's letting in a flutter ball shot from the point, and it didn't get any better from there. He was just as bad as he was with the Buffalo Sabres. And it didn't matter that it was a better Colorado team and better Colorado, more mobile Colorado blue line in front of them. Uh, he was still struggling. He was still fighting the puck uh, and uh, giving up goals that most goalies should stop. Uh, so, yeah, that's the concern tonight against the St. Louis Blues. So I'm keeping it simple. Over the total for me is the bet here, in my opinion. Uh, it's over five and a half, minus 120, minus 125. Uh, th this should be, in theory, a game where St. Louis can get you some goals and get on the scoreboard. Offense really hasn't been their problem. They've been able to score goals. They've kind of dried up a little offensively lately, but you know, you've still got Tarasenko back. You've got uh, Ryan O'Reilly, Stanford, Braden Shen, uh, multiple guys that have been able to find the back of the net for this team lately. They should be able to do that against Johansson. I mean, it's to the point where even if Colorado plays the pretty solid, tight defensive game that they've brought to the table a, a lot of times this year, you know, you could still see Johansson give up a few goals because even the routine saves, he doesn't consistently make those. Uh, that's the problem. On the flip side, I have no doubt in my mind with how red hot the avalanche offense has been. Power play's been lethal. Look what they did against uh, Arizona the other night. Uh, they just absolutely just laid the smack down and the floodgates open for this unbelievable avalanche offense, which is finally playing like it. You know, they went through that little period where they were getting the chances, Alex, and the puck wasn't going in. That's not the case now. They're getting those chances still, and now the puck is going in. It should go in tonight against Bennington and this Blues defense, which has declined. Pareko and Gunnarsson, those two absences have been just awful for St. Louis losing those two guys and they have not been the same ever since. So I like the goals both ways here over the total five and a half minus 120. Alex, what's your take here? Blues avalanche. You got a Colorado avalanche team that has scored 55 goals in their last 11 games going against this horrible blues defense. And then you got a blues team that's hungry to get a win going against arguably the worst goalie in all hockey and Jonas Johansson. I'm all over this first period over and I'm all over this full game over. Uh, so give me both of those, but uh, this first period over looked absolutely sensational. I'm surprised that this number wasn't higher uh, than minus $1.20 when it opened. And then once they confirmed Johansson, it still hasn't moved more than maybe five cents at, at certain shops. So, uh, like I said, I, I, I like this full game over as well, but I love the first period over. So uh, give me both of those tonight. All right, double up time for Alex B. Smith. I, I wouldn't argue with that. Over one and a half first period, over five and a half uh, for the full game. It's trickled up the juice. It was minus 115 to minus 120. I'm now starting to see more minus 120 to minus 125 now uh, with the full game over five and a half. So some people are starting to pay attention to this, but uh, it's almost like, yeah, people have been asleep for the last few hours and are late to the party and late to realizing uh, who's a net tonight for the Colorado Avalanche. And Look, uh, Alex has great goalie charts. If you go to patreon.com slash ice guys, and you've got the $10 subs monthly subscription there, you get to see the goalie uh, depth charts that Alex has. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's got a pretty massive uh, decline from Philip Grubauer uh, to Jonas Johansson. In fact, that might be one of the biggest precipitous drops from number one to number two goalie in the NHL. It's, it's currently the second biggest drop, and I, ha I have to update it because uh, Pittsburgh right now has a guy 
named Emil Larmy that's up as the backup for uh, Casey Smith. His numbers are absolutely horrific in the uh, – and we'll, we'll talk about Pittsburgh uh, when they play tomorrow, but his numbers are, are beyond worse. He's actually the, the biggest gap I've ever had doing these goalie charts in the last five years. It's a 55-cent drop. But uh, Jonas Johansson, it's about a 40-cent drop, 45-cent drop between him and Grubauer. So, uh, yeah, you, you nailed it around the head. Those are two of the uh, – within the one and two of the worst uh, drop-offs between starter and backup. Yeah, can't say I'm surprised about that. Uh, San Jose, Los Angeles. We've got uh, LA minus 120, uh, the minus 125 home favorites against the Sharks, five and a half the total. Man, this ga- this game just goes back and forth, back and forth with these two teams when I was handicapping and looking at it. First of all, San Jose, I don't trust them on the road. Like all of their good games lately have been at home. I mean, they got uh, shut out or they, they got uh, 0-2 they were against Arizona uh, in the desert last week. Of course, before that, they played well at home against the Blues, and they played well at home just now, obviously, against a very good Minnesota Wild team. So San Jose's played good hockey at home, but they just haven't lately been able to bring that with them on the road. Uh, so I, I don't, and I still don't really love the idea of backing San Jose. I know they played a little bit better, but their defense is still, you know, they're giving up tons of good chances. And there's so many times the opponent's just missing the wide open nets and hitting the post and hitting the crossbar. And they're still running around in their own zone. So something tells me some of these wins are a little bit fool's gold for the San Jose Sharks, in my opinion. On the flip side, you know, I want to back LA here. LA is coming off a very impressive win against Vegas the other night uh, by a score of four to two, pulling a mammoth upset here in this game. But I don't love the idea of laying a price with the Kings. For some reason, the Kings haven't been able to beat the Sharks lately. And we got Martin Jones in net for San Jose. And I don't like Martin Jones, but I like Martin Jones against LA, his former team. He has done unbelievable. He's performed terrific consistently for the most part when he faces his old team, the LA Kings. And he's going to be a net tonight. It's almost like he's got the little hex over uh, the Kings right now. Uh, And he beat them twice just recently when they played in San Jose. So I want to back LA. I'm not going to. I kind of lean to the over. I don't know if I'll get there either. So I lean Kings. I lean over. But right now, just leans for me. Alex, what's your thoughts? San Jose, Los Angeles. Yeah, if I had to lean, it would it would be leaning towards San Jose. Honestly, like you mentioned, Martin Jones has played absolutely well against LA Kings. Sixteen five and three with a two point two five goals against nine twenty seven save percentage and a shutout in his career. Uh, he said he you know beat them just this past week. Uh, for some reason, he he's he always had it out against his old team, the team that drafted him. So. Uh, you know, this is a San Jose team that looked pretty solid uh, in those two games they played against the Wild. And like I said, you know, it's hard to find them to get, you know, any kind of consistent positive motion movie with that team. So, uh, you know, this might be could be leaning toward the best hockey they play all year. This is that time of year, too, with these bad teams. Some of them start to, you know, to say, hey, you know, we're playing for jobs, you know, playing to, you know, especially now possibly getting moved 10 days before the deadline. So kind of showcasing themselves a little bit. So. Uh, I, I would lean with San Jose here at, at a plus minus. Yeah, the, you would think playing for the for jobs and playing for the future. I, nor, early in the season, I definitely would have said that about these two teams. But because St. Louis is screwing around here and struggling and not playing up to their cap level, they've kept teams like San Jose and LA in the playoff mix. They're only four points back right now uh, of the St. Louis Blues for that final spot. However. You know, do you really want that fourth spot? There's a chance you might be facing Colorado in the first round and you're going to just be asking to get wiped out, you know? So it's almost like you're, you, whoever finishes fourth in that division is going to be like lambs being led to slaughter 
you know, to take on the Colorado Avalanche in that first round series, which, you know, is going to be obviously an uphill battle for whoever uh, faces them in that spot. But uh, yes, somehow, some way, the Sharks and Kings are only four points out of that final spot being held by St. Louis right now. And Arizona still right in the mix. So we've got our nice little St. Louis, Arizona, LA, San Jose kind of four team battle starting to unfold now for that final playoff spot uh, in the West. I think comfortably, in some order, I would say Colorado, Vegas, Minnesota uh, is going to be top three uh, in that division. But then that fourth spot, it's completely up for grabs right now. Uh, and uh, because St. Louis is just totally disappointed and underachieved this year, they've allowed teams like the Sharks and the Kings to stay in it. So, yeah, crazy to say it. This is a big game, <laughs> believe it or not, with the Sharks and the Kings tonight. We'll see how it unfolds. Alex leans a little to San Jose. I lean a little to L.A. in the over. Uh, we got Arizona, speaking of the Coyotes, taking on the Anaheim Ducks final game on this Friday slate. Arizona minus 125 road favorites, total five and a half shaded to the under in this game. Uh, it looks like actually it's going to be Anthony Stolarz getting the start for the Anaheim Ducks tonight uh, in net. He started for the against the uh, St. Louis Blues uh, last weekend, gave up a couple early goals, and then was lights out the rest of the way. And the Ducks come back from a 2-0 deficit, uh, and they won that game in overtime uh, by a score of 3-2. So he was very good uh, after the opening period of that game. Uh, we'll see if that continues here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was impressed with Stolar's game. Now that he'll see if he can keep it up here against Arizona. Uh, the Coyotes, uh, a team that obviously – Wrong place, wrong time, uh, no question. Uh, the other night uh, against the uh, Colorado Avalanche, they took an absolute beating uh, at the hands of the Avs. Uh, Rick Tockett saying, uh, we weren't ready to play. Everybody has a bad game. So basically, he's letting his team off the hook. He knows they're playing an Avalanche team that's just rolling right now. I definitely would have to lean a little to Arizona. The problem is I'm not in love with ever laying a price with them on the road, minus 125, minus 130. But you know, after that kind of beat down, I think there's a good chance they, they they pick up the win here. So lean for me to the Coyotes in this spot. But you know, Stolarz was very good against the Blues. Can he keep it up now? Uh, that remains to be seen. But situationally, and I still think Arizona is a little bit better than Anaheim. So I don't love it, but I lean to the Coyotes here as a moderate road favorite. Alex, what's your take here, Coyotes-Ducks? Yeah, slight lean to, to Arizona as well. Like you said, coming off of, a, of a, a blowout loss like that. But I like this first period over a bit more. You're getting a plus price. With two teams that in the last nine meetings have gone six and three to the first period over, uh, you got both you know uh, backup goalies and Anthony Stolarz. Like I said, he looked good through the second half of that, the last you know last 40, 45 minutes of that contest against St. Louis. But we talked about how St. Louis has been playing lately. And on the flip side, you got Aiden Hill, uh, who was just atrocious in that game last game, uh, ended up getting pulled and he you know struggled. That his numbers four four and one. Uh, he's been moderately decent, but he's he's nothing like, obviously, Kemper and Ronta. Those guys are, are dearly missed for uh, Arizona right now. So give me the first period over. You get it plus 105. Uh, no, nothing cheaper than even money, but I, I like it all the way to laying around the dollar five. But you should be able to find plus money pretty much everywhere. Yeah, and I'm I'm with you there in turn, but like in the uh, first period over as an official play here, Alex B. Smith, uh, I lean Arizona, but just lean. And the reason, too, is Anaheim. I give them credit. I mean, they, not only did they beat St. Louis two in a row, but again, to, to beat fall down early in that game, two nothing, and still just you know keep on playing, no panic, just keep playing. It's a sixty minute game. Let the game unfold. If we get the next goal, which they did to make it two one, they're right back in it, and then they really played well from that point on. So Dallas Aikens has this team playing 
pretty good at right now in terms of their uh, compete level. And just when they're down in games, they early in the season, they were out. Now, when they're down in games, they're not as out, you know, as they were, you know, they're finding some goals too lately, which has been good to see uh, for the Anaheim Ducks. So that's why I was uh, pumping the brakes a little on Arizona. I would still look to Arizona if I had to, but it's just going to be a lean for me uh, in this game. All right. Great stuff, Alex. Great analysis on this Friday uh, NHL card. Before we get to best bets, with, to wrap up the show, as always, uh, a reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. Uh, it's that time of year. Lots going on. It's the Final Four this weekend uh, in the NCAA basketball tournament. We've got the NHL and the NBA coming down the home stretch of the regular season. Uh, Major League Baseball now underway. Uh, lots to wet your whistle with from a sports betting perspective. And no better book to use than DraftKings. Tons of betting options. If you download the app and sign up for an account, you get a deposit bonus, bet boosts, weekly specials, incentives, all kinds of perks available at your disposal. And all you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, and use the promo code uh, THPN. Also a reminder, we've got the Patreon page. If you want to check out our daily betting card uh, of plays, we post them daily on the Patreon page. Uh, Alex has his goalie charts. Uh, we've got all kinds of uh, good stats there, so check that out on the Patreon page. And again, the Ice Guys store. Don't forget about that. We're, it's had a good response so far uh, with the store. Tons of great merch items. Uh, we're getting a good response there, so check out the Ice Guys store as well. We've got all the uh, links to that uh, posted on my Twitter, Alex's Twitter, the Ice Guys Twitter. Don't forget the Ice Guys Twitter, at the underscore Ice Guys. Uh, if you're not already following uh, the show, uh, the official Ice Guys show Twitter account, so uh, make sure uh, you do that if you aren't following it already. All right. Great show as always. Let's get to best bets for this Friday. Uh, Alex, I think I kind of know where you're going. Maybe a certain <laughs> period over. It sounded like you liked it quite a bit. I want you to tell us it. Absolutely. Yes. Colorado and St. Louis first period over. You get it at minus $1.20. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm just astonished that this price hasn't moved one bit, especially with Jonas Johansson and that. He's been absolutely terrible. Uh, like I said, we thought it was, you know, maybe it was the Buffalo thing, but then. Uh, no, it's not a Buffalo thing. It's it's a Jonas Johansson thing. So uh, going up against the St. Louis Blues defense that has struggled as well, and they've given up goals early uh, in contests. Colorado on an eight and two run the last ten games to the first period over, which makes sense because they've scored like I said fifty five goals in their last uh, eleven games combined. So give me the Avalanche Blues first period over. That's my best bet tonight. All right, there you go. Uh, St. Louis and Colorado first period over one and a half. Alex B. Smith for his best bet. And guess what? When you bet the first period over as his best bet, you can bet the full game over from this same game as my best bet. St. Louis, Colorado, over five and a half, minus 122 to minus 125 is the prevailing price attached to that. But still, it's below six, which makes this best bet material in my mind. Again, you've got a Colorado team just lethal offensively right now and a Blues offense that a little more up and down lately from them. But I think this is an up night for the St. Louis Blues offense as it is for most teams in terms of scoring goals when they face Jonas Johansson. Uh, I think that'll continue tonight. So St. Louis, Colorado, over five and a half, minus 125. That'll be my best bet for this Friday NHL card. Uh, and a But yes, happy Easter. There's some people in the chat uh, wishing happy Easter. Yes, happy Easter weekend as well. But reminder, uh, we're here on all weekend as well. We're here seven days a week, uh, Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern live on youtube and if you can't watch the show live make sure you download the ice guys podcast in audio form 
on all major podcast platforms. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday, noon Eastern, for another edition of The Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now a show that's going to give you the truth about the biggest epidemic of our times. We're all a little crazy. We're all a little crazy is brought to you by the Same Here Global Mental Health Movement and the Hockey Podcast Network. This is NHL great mental health advocate and member of the Same Here Alliance, Theo Fleury. This is 20-year professional sports executive, mental health advocate, and founder of the hashtag Same Here Global Mental Health Movement, Eric Hewson. This is Darren Ravel, sports business insider, mental health advocate, and founder of the Same Here Influencer Alliance. We're so afraid as a society to rip the Band-Aid off the topic in a real way. Anytime you open up about something that's controversial or taboo, the first one through the wall always gets bloodied. And that's why we're doing this. We don't mind being the ones getting bloodied. We put our stories out there well before it was a thing to do for a reason. Because as much as they're extreme examples of how far you can fall, they show everyone the challenging life experiences impact everyone, even those of us who have reached the top of our competitive industries. The issue in media today, traditional media and social media, we are so quick to look for simple answers, simple explanations. We want everything wrapped in a bow. But this topic is messy. The nuances need to be explained. Yeah, it needs real long-form conversation like this. I'm just thrilled that we can be real with people and address the current events happening in this space in real time and set the record straight. More talk happening doesn't mean it's helping the conversation move forward. The words we use matter. We have the greatest mental health awareness in the history of our planet, and yet the mental health trends and outcomes are awful. It means the current messages aren't working. Find me a person who hasn't faced trauma in their lives. Anyone. You can. Things have affected all of us. It's why we all say we are all a little crazy in our own unique ways. This topic isn't for one in five of us with mental illness. It's for five in five whose mental health has been impacted. This isn't an athlete issue. It's not a musician issue. It's a societal one. This is the greatest epidemic of our time. No, it's not about stopping any stigma. It's about us all saying same here. Our openness and the commonality in our struggles, that's what erodes stigma better and faster than any campaign telling people to stop anything ever will. Available on all podcast apps. Do us a favor and download each episode before you listen. And if you're an Apple user, please rate and review the podcast as it helps us get these important conversations out to reach a larger audience.